Hey y'all, welcome back to my podcast, the Learn, Love, Live Unapologetically podcast. It's your girl, Tara Marie. I am so happy to be back with you um, and it's going to get deep. So let's just go on and dive right in. Um, today I was going through my Facebook memories and you know, with Facebook memories, sometimes it can be a trigger um, because you end up going back to that place mentally, wherever you were, when you typed out whatever you typed out um if it has something to do with a traumatic situation so for me um i was going through my memories and i remembered um and i was forced to remember um how i felt on this day last year 2021 um and i remembered that on this day last year I was suicidal. Yeah, me, the vibrant, perky, jolly, excited, encouraging, strong, tearing was suicidal. Um, I was in a situation that was unhealthy for me emotionally and mentally and spiritually. Um, and, and it caused me to not want to be here anymore. It caused me to not want to live anymore. It was too painful to um, continue to go through. And so because I felt like I didn't have any other options at the time, I contemplated suicide. Um, A temporary situation almost caused me to make a permanent decision. Okay. And um, I just want to talk about that. I want to talk about how we allow temporary situations, temporary emotions, temporary feelings to um, sometimes make us think about permanent decisions. I know I'm not the only person who's contemplated suicide or thought about how it would feel not to be here anymore um, or who felt who may have felt like you weren't deserving or worthy to still be living. Um, And so I just, I want to talk to you. I want you to know that um, you're not alone. I um, am going to share some things with you in this episode. And um, by the time this airs, some other things will have transpired. And so I feel comfortable sharing this. Um, It may be hurtful to others. It may be traumatizing to others, um, but this is my experience and that's all I can speak on. Um, and I can only speak on my testimony and, and how I have grown over the last year. Um, so I am going through a divorce. And by the time this airs, I will have um, a finalized divorce decree. During my marriage, there was a lot of ups and downs. Um, There were a lot of good times. I absolutely loved my husband. Um, I would have died for him because I loved him just that much. Um, But it got to a place where I loved him more than I loved myself. Um, It got to a place where I loved the thought of being married more than I loved myself. It got to the place where I loved the thought of what other people thought of us and the fantasy of us more than I loved me. 
And because I allowed myself to be in that place, um, to be mishandled emotionally, um, to be um, mistreated at times emotionally and mentally, um, I was placed in a situation where I just was in between a rock and a hard place. And I'm not blaming him because it's definitely a decision that I was making. Um, it was a decision that I felt like I, I felt like at the time it was the only decision. It was the only way to eliminate the problem. Um, and at that time I felt like I was the problem. And so if I'm the problem, then let me eliminate myself to make everybody else happy, to make everybody else um, feel better, um, which is not the right thing to do, right? We know that. But I thank God that I was in a place as well where I had a strong foundation. I had a strong biblical foundation, a strong spiritual foundation, but I also had a strong village. And because within my village, we talk about mental health and my friends and my family knew my situation and my mental state. Um, I didn't feel ashamed to reach out to people. And so because I was able to reach out to some people in that moment of feeling suicidal and I was not afraid to say, hey, I'm not doing okay. I need you to talk me through this. I need you to talk me out of it. Um, because I wasn't afraid, I'm here today because that um, fear could have stopped me from reaching out. It could have stopped me from getting help. And I may have actually acted on my thoughts and, and not just contemplated. Um, I just, I need for you to understand that when you are in that situation, if you get to a place where you do not want to live anymore, where you feel like you are the problem and you want to eliminate yourself so that other people can be comfortable, so that other people can be happy, so that other people can be satisfied. It is in that moment where you have to say to yourself and talk to yourself out loud and say, I am enough, okay? And reach out. Find you somebody, even if it's just one person, that when you get to that place, you can text them a cold word or you can text them, hey, I'm not doing well. And they know automatically to call and talk you down. Um, just have those safety measures in place because um, a lot of the times we can have... Um, mental health issues that are also causing us to feel suicidal or contemplate suicide um, along with the emotional distress. And if you are suffering from a mental disorder and you're not aware of it, like I was at the time, um, then that also plays a part in the uh, psychological downfall, you know, and in the emotional disruption that takes place in your mind and in your body. Um, and so I, I, I chose in that moment, I knew something wasn't right. I knew that my thoughts were wrong. 
I knew that me thinking I'm better off not being here was not the right thing to think, but my body was telling me something else. My body was telling me to get up and go get a weapon. Um, and I knew exactly where the weapon was. Um, I thought about how to use it, where to use it, when to use it. Um, I thought about, you know, I just thought it through. I thought it through and it got to a place to where it scared me because I was completely ready to leave here, completely ready to leave here. And I've thought about before this episode, you know, how it would feel to others if I wasn't here anymore, but to really contemplate doing it and actually developing a plan on how to do it, I had never done that before. And so it scared me. It scared me so much to where I sat on the couch for over an hour because I was afraid that if I got up, I was going to harm myself. Which is why I had my phone with me. I started texting my village. My villagers came to my rescue. They were calling and checking on me. They were texting me. They would not let me be by myself emotionally. Um, they offered to come and pick me up and just take me where I, wherever, ride. Um, and then I had this one particular person that offered to take me to the psych ward. And so we went, um, and they were full that day. And because I had come down from my suicidal thoughts at that time, by that time, I, by the time I got to the residential treatment center, um, I had come down from my thoughts. And so because I wasn't suicidal at that moment, they did not admit me. But the very next day, because I still did not trust myself to be by myself, um, the very next day, I went to the doctor and I told my primary care physician, hey, this is what's going on. You know, I'm not feeling like myself. I'm, 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 I was crying. Like, you know, sometimes people make you feel like those thoughts are not real or you're making it up or you just want attention. And I knew what I thought was real. You know, I knew that it was serious. I knew that I wasn't just pretending or making it up, okay? And so once I got to my doctor, I let him know how I felt and I went to crying and I was just like, I need some help. I don't I don't know what to do, but if I if I don't get any help, I'm going to hurt myself. Um, so he immediately referred me to a psychiatrist. Um, he immediately upped my dosage of my anxiety medicine that I already was on and had not been taking properly like I was supposed to. Um, and so I met my psychiatrist the very next day and he diagnosed me with bipolar disorder. And I, I can't speak for everybody, but I know for a fact that there are several families um, or probably many families in the within the black community, especially the black Christian community, who don't necessarily believe in mental disorders um, and being diagnosed. They feel like that you should just pray it away. They feel like that it should just go away. Um, that you're pretending. Um, I was told by a certain person that if I believe in this great God that I claim to believe in and, and if he's been so good to me and if I have all this faith, 
then how could I be suicidal? And how dare I allow somebody else to tell me that I have a mental disorder? Um, But I didn't let that stop me. I had gotten to a place where I was so tired of being tired. I was so drained mentally and emotionally that all of the naysayers, they did not matter because what I was doing was working. What I was doing was helping me. And even though they could not see it because they don't walk in my shoes every day, I could see it and I could feel it. And I knew that the medication that I was on was making me better. The therapy that I was doing was making me better. And so I have to have a combination of the two. Um, I learned so much about myself, my highs and my lows. I've learned how to use coping skills. I've learned how to recognize when I'm getting ready to have a bipolar episode, um, when I am getting ready to be impulsive and make impulsive decisions, when I am getting ready to be irate. Um, and I've learned how to control it for the most part, but the number one thing that I have learned within the last year, and honestly, I would probably say within the last three to four months since being separated from my ex-husband is that my huge main issue was environmental. I do not blame him for me contemplating suicide. I do not blame him for me being distressed. However, when a person themselves has not completely healed, right? And it's not completely in an emotional state where they can um, receive or be um, in, in a state of support for someone else, then, um, they project and that environment was not good for me. He is definitely not a bad person. He is um one he was one of my best friends ever. Um knew everything about me, but that environment was not for me. That environment was stressful. It was toxic, not just for me, but for him as well. Um, I think my emotional state and my um, imbalance, the the fact that my brain and my emotions were imbalanced um, for years, not knowing I had bipolar disorder, I think that was stressful for him. Um, He didn't completely understand it. He didn't completely understand how to handle it, Um, not giving a pass at all because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people should definitely research, you know, but at the same time, we both were toxic for each other. We both created an environment that was full of toxicity, that was full of um, hurt and um, distress and uproar, and it was unhealthy. And I did not realize that until I got into a place of peace. It didn't have anything to do with anybody else, but my place of peace became my home. It became sacred. Um, Just being by myself and being alone, just me and God, 
you know, and talking to God. And don't get me wrong, it was hard because at first I, I wanted to save my marriage. Um, but I felt a pull from God trying to tell me that he was trying to take me out of the situation to save me. Okay. And once I got that understanding and once I understood, hey, this is not in the will of God for your life, right? Because a lot of the times we want to listen to other people and they want to tell you, you know, you need to pray for your marriage. You need to pray for your spouse. You need to try to save your marriage. Well, sometimes you are with the wrong person. And if you are with the wrong person and in the wrong environment and all you see is and all you see and feel is distress and hurt and um dis discord then that's probably not your safe space that's probably not the best place for you so my point in saying all of this is you have to try to figure out not just the mental health problems, not just the um, emotional distress, but you have to try to figure out the root. You know, maybe for you, it's environmental as well. Maybe it's a job that's causing a lot of stress. Maybe it's um, family members or um, a location, a certain place that you live that causes you to get to a place of um disorder in your mind and in your spirit and if that is causing you to be in that place to where you no longer want to live you no longer um have the strength to keep going in that place it's time to move on i mean it's just that simple it's time to move on a lot of people are confused by me being able to move on a lot of people are confused by, to them, what looks like the sudden um, or abrupt uh, disassociation of my marriage. Um, but, it, but to us, it's not abrupt. To us, we've been going through it for a while. For me, it has been taking place for a while. And it just took to where... I had to really get the epiphany and the knock upside the head from God to recognize, hey, it's time to move on. It's time to go. And so I want you guys to know it's okay to go. It is okay to go. It's okay to leave whatever situation you are in that is causing you to hate yourself, to not want to be here anymore, to withdraw from others to feel like you're unworthy of being loved and feel like you're unworthy of loving others, um, it's okay to move. And I still love him with all my heart. I love him because he's loved me the best way he knew how. Um, he's taught me a lot. And he was my best friend for 16 years. Best friend for 16 years and hopefully that never changes but as far as us being in a relationship and being in the place that we were in um we both need to be healthier and this is the best thing for us i have chosen to share my story 
I do not know if he will be pleased with me sharing my story, but it's my experience to tell. Um, this is not a bashing session because I don't do that. Um, but my experience is my experience. And if it helps or saves one person's life, I am so pleased with that. And I'm honored and I feel as though God will be pleased as well for my obedience and telling my testimony. I give him all the honor and glory for still allowing me to be here. I now know that I am supposed to be here because if I wasn't, he would have took me out a long time ago. And guess what? If you weren't supposed to be here, he would have took you out as well. So I love you guys. I am praying for you. And I pray that this episode blesses somebody. And if you know me personally and or you follow me on social media, let me know if it blessed you. Because when I get to hear your testimonies and I get to hear how me being completely transparent um, has helped you, it really gives me the strength to keep going and continue to do episodes like this. I love you. Don't forget to love, learn, and live unapologetically. Y'all be blessed.